Wow, that's so funny. Two broke gays? Two broke gays? Two broke gays? I have not had enough of my pumpkin spice. Okay. Hey, everybody. You're listening to Two Broke Gays, the podcast where you can see if me, Jenna Cordes, and he, Kevin Sullivan, ever stop crying from this dumpster fire of a year. That one was definitely more about you. I have cried very little about this year. You just literally cried into your pumpkin spice last (laughs) (laughs) So the timing couldn't be more perfect. I I really did. I literally just made a whole whole cry face. I'm leaving that on, by the way. Do it. Okay. Do it. I literally Um, just cried into it. Welcome to Two Broke Gays. Hey, bitches. I need to stop saying that. I can't help it. What is it? Mean. Bitches. I say bitches a lot. Yeah, but wh- were you doing it in the style of someone or? No, I'm really... I said hey bitches, but like I feel like I'm not allowed to do that. Oh yeah. Someone said it was offensive, and I'm trying to respect that bitch. Um, anyway, we would like to shout out Feedspot, who has listed us as top 25 gay podcast uh, at ranked number 11. 11. So if you want to check out that list, if you're looking for other like gay podcasts to listen to or check out or where to find them, I will put the link in our Instagram bio and you can go take a look at that list where we're lucky number 11. Also angel number also rhymes with Kevin also rhymes with seven. Hey, hey, yeah, that was pretty cool. I was very excited about that. Me too. Um, it's exciting to get some uh, acknowledgement out here in this <laughs> Sad world. Sad world. Um, let's go to our updates. Hell yeah. Great. Go. <laughs> okay. So this week for updates, we like to tell you what's going on. Why am I doing a log line? I, I don't really, know. I don't, can you just say what the fuck you're doing? <laughs> I, I can't. And um, this week, everyone's like, wow, we got an intro for when she's just like, in this segment, we say hi to the listeners. Hi. <laughs> In this segment, we ask, what's up? <laughs> yeah, we're not that structured. I mean, we okay. we are, but we're not. But like, Yeah, also, no, I don't. I just got overwhelmed because of the, uh, the being 11. I'm looking at my, my pod notes. Apparently, Jenna, you had COVID. I did not have COVID, <laughs> but we did. Thank you so much. But we did have a scare at, uh, actually, I can't say. Um, there was a scare that went through my pod, someone that I see every day and I'm in close contact with. Um, and so it sent ripples through the pod and, uh, it turned out to be a false positive. Drink every time she says pod. What? It turned out to be a false positive. Wow. So, so it was a very scary weekend. That's um, I call my good moods. <laughs> what? False positive. Oh, like, I thought um, you were saying a very scary weekend. <laughs> oh, that too. Um, so yeah, uh, it was. I hung out with my roommate all weekend. We just kind of so hunkered. crazy too. You had all the symptoms. <laughs> I had no symptoms. Hunkered but down. She made up all the symptoms in her head. It was so fun. That's rude. A lot of people. A lot. Of I'm people... the same way though. As soon as I think it was even near me, I'm already like can't breathe. Yeah. No. It was scary. Um. But nothing was wrong. But you did psycho semantic. 
symptoms. Psychosomatic symptoms. I did. Psycho, I did have an actual. I did have an actual sore throat, but I think that had more to do with it suddenly being dry as fuck in Los Angeles, like dusty dry. So anyway, uh, exciting about my sore throat, but yeah, it was cool though. My roommate and I kind of hunkered down. Um, you, you know, love I more love than to, a hunker. I love to hunker. I like hunks. She likes hunkers. Yes, and we played cribbage. I got a cribbage <gasps> board. Do you my know dad, crib? My dad loved cribbage. Oh my god! So do you do you know how to play? I do with the pegs. Yeah, with the. Do you peg. like pegging? Yeah, I like the pegging round. <laughs> I like that round a lot. Love the pegging. Um, <laughs> Google. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, well, we're so glad you don't have the COVID. Thank you. Um, Someone and in our writers group did have the COVID. I know the most amazing person in the world. Anyway, she's doing much better, and that was like it was good to see. Um. So, what's going on with your movie, Kevin? Oh yeah, it's uh, DOA. No, it is not. <laughs> Unless that's the title, which is a very cool title. Ooh, it is a cool title. Dead on arrival. That's what DOA means for us, us industry folk. <laughs> Um, no, it's not dead on arrival, but I would say it's like kind of just like a floating corpse in a river. I have a question for you. Um, is writing a feature harder than you thought it was going to be? Is it what you expected? Is it easier? Okay. It's harder. Like if, okay. Interesting. Cause we talk about this because it's like, I'm going to film school because I'm with Mm -hmm. two very experienced individuals. Uh, going through the writing process. They're guiding me through it. If I were to have just sat down, shit out 90 pages onto paper, I'd been like, that was the easiest thing ever. And then I would have been rewriting that script for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, And then I would have been like, it was hard, but started easy. So I think it's so much harder and more complicated and there's a million different, like, save the cat, like, all these different ways to outline, but none of them are alike. You, there's only some movies you can fit into one structure. Like, save the cat works perfectly if you're doing a superhero movie, where, and you'll start to see they're all the fucking same. Like, yeah. The Matrix is the same as, like, Predator, which is the same as Terminator, which is the same the as, Same like, as You've Super- Got Mail. You've Got Mail is also in there. Like, it's when... The protagonist is just an everyday person. Then they're faced with a question, and then they debate that question. They make a decision. Then it doesn't go well, and then it goes great, and then there's a twist, and then it ends. Like, it's the same shit. The the issue with mine not fitting into that mold is because there's a lot of closeted gay men in my movie. So there's so many secrets and to not two personalities but they're you're working on their their lack of information can i summarize this and you tell me if it's right or not so like you're saying that you have to develop not only their true character but also their public facing character since they're closeted and at the same time uh uh walking through the world trying to be passing yeah, to just mostly for the protagonist. Everyone else that you see just dies, but like, <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Yeah, spoiler alert. No, um, <laughs> some people live, but 
I yeah, I guess it's just like the lack of information. Be, like, what do you want the audience to know, and then what do the other characters know about those characters, which is not mm-hmm. a lot, um, because they're a lot of like going behind people's backs. So it is weird, and I it's like it's so it's it's anyway it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Okay, I see, I see. And it's fucking me up mentally every day. But I also have I'm learning my own creative process because that's great. I fucked up by giving people too much, and then I was getting notes on too many things that I didn't even think were important. So now I I strip all of that back, and it's just for me. Classic. You know, what we always do when we're uh, developing pitches is we have one document that has all of our actual ideas in it. And then we have another document that kind of has like the things that they need to know, because the weirdest thing happens sometimes with television executives where let's just say, for example, you put, oh, they're having dinner at a cheesecake factory. Should be simple, right? But there could be one exec in the room who will just latch on and be like, I really think that TJ Fridays would be like a better. And then you just all look at each other and go, oh, we fucked up by putting too much detail because they get derailed by the wrong thing then. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 99 I... people in a room and one always wants TJ Fridays. <laughs> that was like a ga. I've got 99 problems and they're all TJ. TJ. There could Great. be 99 in a room. And just what needs to believe in you. Right. That is a gaga. Okay. Um, it's that's yeah, that's interesting. Okay. I agree. And um, I wish I would have known that. <laughs> I'm still working on my book, my TV show, and I'm working on developing a pitch, which is exciting. Um, that's it. I decorated my apartment for Halloween. Oh, nice. I I didn't think I was going to because I'd have to go through the front closet. You you guys all know that closet. It's the coat closet, but it's actually just a shitstorm closet. Yeah, we have that too. We're like, I was going to clean the living room, but instead I'm going to turn my body into a human bulldozer and move it all in and just shove. Is that a bulldozer? What's the thing that that comes down and just pushes shit? Yeah, bulldozer works. Yeah. Uh, So I bulldozed. So I had to clean everything out because the Halloween shit was in the back. And I did Um, that, decorated, and I felt good that's amazing are you gonna carve a pumpkin this year no do you always nope <laughs> um no uh uh-uh. i i it's they go they, for some reason they just rot like in my apartment building like the ones outside uh, other neighbors do it and they're just rot they're are just you rot. saying the are you saying the word rot mm-hmm. okay it's coming out like rot they're just mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to check. Are you making fun of my gay accent? No, um, but the mm. T you just lost checking. it. The T hunty. You lost uh, it, bitch. Ew. Okay. Uh, <laughs> are you carving a pump? Probably. I'm having a little Halloween sadness, to be honest. I always do. It's my favorite holiday, and I feel like last year I had three costumes. It was just such a high, like I was JLo Versace. I had my busted Barbie aerobics. I did my first couple's costume, you know, with uh, the question czar who's no longer with me. And it was just so fun. Like everything was so fun. Did it? When were you Bret Hart or whatever? 
Oh, you mean um, Michaels. Brett, Brett Michaels from yeah. Rock of Love? That was in twenty Halloween 2018. Oh, that's I, and I was Michael Langdon. Yeah. What was I last year? I can't find it. You can't find any pictures? Mm-mm. We didn't take one for the pod. I don't remember anything from last year. I'm sure I was, wherever I was, I was intoxicated. Oh, I was an elf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had ears. Mm-hmm. I was, um. I was trying to be like really an elaborate Lord of the Rings elf, but I would just was pretty much like a Dollar Tree Party City elf. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we should probably move on to our next segment. Okay, I love talking about spooky shit. Also, wait, I do need suggestions on Halloween costumes this year because I will be dressing like a hoe bag. Um, that's a bag of hoe and going to at least an outdoor restaurant so people can see whatever this is <laughs> <laughs> i um i'm thinking i'll probably just do a costume and sit around the apartment so <laughs> that was the saddest puppy face i've ever seen Jenna, I, I have i am guiltily already i know that i'm going to end up going to like a small halloween gathering I actually don't feel that guilty about it. Fuck it. It'll probably be like 10 people, but I want it to be like a spooky, there's a cauldron, like craft cocktails, like maybe tarot, like just a little witchy night. I uh, like that. I liked all the things you just said. I know. I know. But you're much safer than me. I have to be. Yeah. I know that there'll be a, a couple questionable humans there and I'm, I am going to try to get everyone to agree to a COVID test prior, but there's still such a three day, like there's still that five days of down yeah so um anyway, all right on. it's bingy bitch it gets worse every week though. It does, i was doing a banjo that time yeah that was bluegrass like fucking blue i was blue from the jungle book for sure uh it's bingy bitch kevin you're great at this intro do it you always say that and i i never meet that expectation but this is the part where we talk about what we've been binging, whether it's um, people, places, things, markers, paint, uh, poppers, you know? Okay. A little bit of a twist on it this time. Okay. So I want to talk to you all about a dump that Darren Starr, who wrote Sex in the City, took. This dump's name is... Emily in Paris, and it's on Netflix. Wait, I thought you were actually talking about how he like had a diarrhea problem or something. He did have a diarrhea problem, and, and it, it was came a TV out. Show. Yes, it's a TV show called Emily in Paris. I'm gonna do some prose first so that I don't sound like a jealous heinous bitch. Because if someone asked me to write for this show, I would have been there in a hot minute. Things Is it a that, comedy? I think so. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Um, here's what we're working with. We've got. <laughs> An American who goes to Paris doesn't bother to learn any French. And Why would you? We're, we're American. <laughs> and then she just proceeds to like steamroll everybody who tries. I said I'd start with the positives. I did not do that. Here are the positives. It's really fun to look at France. So great job on that, Darren. Um, oh, I've seen, sorry, I've seen a trailer or something for this. Yeah. The fashion it is a dump. The fashion is super fun. The hot guys are great. Um, There's a lot of French in it, which I love, and, like, French things. That's great. Things that are not so great, the characters are all horrible, um, one-dimensional, 
the things they say are so predictable. Sometimes you can say it with them before uh, you've even seen it. Um, and I know it's supposed to be like a little bit lighter, but there's for how hot everybody is, there is not enough sex. There what's is one it rated. It looks like it's rated PG. It, it's got to be PG 13 because she um, shuts down the entire electricity of a greater Paris city block by trying to plug in a vibrating a wand. Yeah. So it's like, see how you just did that? And you, yeah. knew what the, you knew what the joke was before. That's what the whole show is like. Dumb. So am I going to finish it? 100%. Absolutely. You watch The Bachelor. Is it? This is, this is, does not, this show wishes it had the class, the structure, <laughs> just the genuine romanticism of The Bachelor. Um, it wishes. So I'll see you guys in Paris. Uh, that's Jenna on Emily in Paris. Uh, we can go over to you. And then I have another one if we need more stuff. Um, okay, so this week I'm actually uh, on a music binge. Ooh. I do have a TV binge, uh, but I've binged this show a million times. I've been watching Gossip Girl again for like the fourth time. I will XOXO. burn through XOXO. Gossip Girl, and who am I? That's a secret I'll never tell. Um, that was me in the closet. So, <laughs> uh, binging the shit out of that. Love it. Wish I was a rich New York kid, but I'm not. But in my spirit. And musically, have I talked about the music I'm listening to while writing the script? Um, just to me. I don't think you've mentioned it okay. on the podcast. So, whenever I write a script, I pick a song or an art or whatever feels like that script to me for whatever reason. Like when I did the, what we do in the shadows, because it's a show that's already created. I listen to the theme song over and over like on repeat for a week, every time I was writing. Cause it just helped me get in like the vibe of that show. Uh, but your, for your, your comedy was Kygo stargazing. My comedy was Kygo Stargazing, which is not a funny song in any way. It's actually quite sad. But it is easy to write to because there's not that many discernible lyrics. Right. And it's just like, I don't know. I like it. Uh, that's funny you remembered that. So this script, because it's also a feature, so it's going to be like a lot longer. I've already been working on it for weeks. Yeah. Is um, an artist, not a song. But also there's a song. Tell it's us. The artist, um, Adele. Wait, wait, wait. I think I've heard of her. Yeah, yeah. She's, oh, I mean, up and coming. The gays yeah. are going to make her. Yeah, she's like still a little underground. <laughs> I think she was nominated once for something, but no, no one cared. Yeah, sounds about uh, right. I just tweeted at her, actually. She didn't respond. Not yet, anyway. Uh, she was like a couple she, followers. She will, though, because she's yeah, not Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I was going to text so what's, her. What's the specific song? Um, this song is not by her. Her music I've listened to all, like One and Only, Hello, obviously, because it also has that fall vibe, and always around fall time, when I want to like wrap myself up in a coat and feel British, I listen to Adele <laughs> anyway. Just a coat, even though it's 90 fucking degrees outside right now, I'm still like walking around in a pea coat, just yeah. dying. Um... And I'll never forget the interview where she said, oh, God, I just really want to, like, I love smoking cigarettes. <laughs> but she couldn't because she had surgery. Right. The song, this is a sadder song, too, is um, You're Somebody Else by Flora Cash. Oh. 
So I've been listening to that over and over. Like when I just need an, a little Adele break, mm -hmm. I'll listen to that three times in a row. It's about 10 minutes of song and then go back to Adele. I love that. I think that's great. Yeah. So that's what I'm binging. I, can I talk about The Good Place for a little bit? Like real little bit. Yeah, I know. I know. I finished the fourth season of The Good Place. It really did not disappoint. And I feel like for a comedy, a show that is a network comedy, I feel like it just had so much heartstring tugging. Like I really, I cried so much. They got four seasons out of that. It's really good. Like, I mean, you it's made me watch it like five times. I probably tonight. made you watch the pilot because it is a good example of how to write world building into a pilot. Like they talk about it a lot in like every screenwriting class I've been to. They're like, look at how they built the world. Wah, wah, wah. But yeah, it was fast. Yeah. Um, but I just like loved it so much. And at the last episode, I realized there wasn't a fifth season because I thought they were doing um, five. Is that why you were crying on the phone earlier? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was because therapy got moved, but it was actually because of the good place. I hate you. You let me think you were like in serious turmoil, but it was just because of that fucking show. I'm la pissed. I was like worried about her all day. But and then I was like, oh, I'll just we're gonna record later. I'll take my time, be patient. If I knew it was about the good place, bitch, I would have mm. I'm not allowed to have feelings about the good not place? Of, uh, you're not allowed to be sad about a TV show. Or yes. You can be. You can be. But me thinking it's a bigger thing. Uh, <laughs> I should have been more clear. Okay. We got to go under cringy. You knew what you're doing. Yeah, I did. We got to go under cringy. <laughs> All My right. cringe is that you were crying over the good place. <laughs> it's cringy, bitch. It's where we talk about something we've seen on the internet mostly or on TV, in person, what have you, that is cringy. So, Kevin, take it away. Yeah, I'm cringing over the fact that you cried at a good place. And then I thought it was something more. Yeah, I'm going to harp. Um, speaking of a harp, uh, is it an orchestra instrument? I don't know. It was a question of last night. So, my ADD so, is heck in. Are you, write today. are you trying to talk about the vice presidential debate? Yeah, so my cringe right now is uh, just Mike Pence. Period. What a cringe. And his wife, wow. Doesn't don't they look like a scene right out of Handmaid's Tale? Oh Let my god. See. I never make fun of children. Bye. But <laughs> Why? someone posted a picture of him with his kids and it was a meme and it said, uh, I don't want to be mean, but those kids look like they bite. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have the bangs. Oh it's, my god. It's just the creepy they're his beard. Okay, I will give him that he is a smooth talker. Like, I'm sure his Trumper followers literally didn't realize that he actually didn't answer a single question for an hour and a half. He deflected and redirected the whole time. And because that's what makes me think, do you think the fly was a plant? I think the fly was an insect. <laughs> just pictured it being a little house plants on his head. Uh, I don't know, but it really saved uh, Kamala. I'm not going to lie. She had all the right answers, but I did. Could she? I don't. I just think she wasn't prepared. She brought up her own record as well. DA. That's, like 
that's people's big a, a big criticism of her. So Why I think did she bring it up, and he's I like, I'm so glad to. you brought it up. I think she needs to address it. But then she should because... have been ready for ready yeah. for it because she, yeah. she wasn't. She tried to bring up what they were going to do to change law enforcement again in the future, but not trying to. It was just she wasn't. Yeah, she didn't she do a good job. She didn't do a great job. She over prosecuted. She didn't help black and brown people stay out of prison. She knows it. Like yeah. So now she's got to. She should have owned up. She's got to eat crow next to Flyhead. I still think she won, but it's because I wanted to hear things that she had to say about yeah. certain things. But everyone's on her about dodging the Supreme Court question. Uh, he literally dodged a like peaceful transfer of power. Like mm-hmm. that is the mo- that's scariest. Th- that is scarier than packing the court. Yeah. I get really overwhelmed thinking about the world right now, like to the point where like, that was also part of why I was crying. I was just like, I can't handle this man. Um, and without then, the good place, without the good place. Uh, okay. Enough of that. We need to move on from this really oh, intense Ted talk reading rainbow. Like it's time for reading rainbow. rainbow. Something In to uplift segment, our spirits. In this segment, Kevin reads something or I read something. <laughs> That's the intro. <laughs> um, you guys, that took us 30 minutes to write that. <laughs> <laughs> Will we ever make it in this town? Stay tuned. We read something. Thank you. Um, all right. So j- this week, Jenna's going to pick a number between. We're going to read out of Charles Bukowski because I know how much you guys love it. And it really just uplifts you for your day. Um, one through four zero nine. Um, three hundred and eighty-six. Ooh. Well, I just flipped right to three eight five. Interesting. All right. It's called three eighty-six. No, some start on even or odd. So you picked. Tabby cat. All right, here we go, Tabby cat. He has on blue jeans and tennis shoes and walks with two young girls about his age. Every now and then he leaps into uh, into the air, clicks his heels together. He's like a young colt, but somehow he also reminds me more of a tabby cat. His ass is soft and he has no more on his mind than a gnat. He jumps along behind his girls, clicking his heels together. Then he pulls the hair of one, runs over to the other, and squeezes her neck. He has fucked both of them and is pleased with himself. It has all happened so easily for him. And I think, ah, my little tabby cat, what night and days wait for you? Your soft ass will be your doom. Your agony will be endless. And the girls who are yours now will soon belong to other men who didn't get their cookies and cream so easily and so early. Ew! The girls are practicing on you. The girls are practicing for other men. For someone out in the jungle. For someone out of the lion cage. I smile as I watch you walking along, clicking your heels together. My good boy, I fear for you. On that night, when you first find out, it's a sunny day now. Jump while you can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh you're that's kind of how ass. i feel sometimes talking to like younger people <laughs> click oh, your heels uh, bitch <laughs> i 
I mean, you know, some of the bitches I'd be running with, I'd be like, okay, yeah, for sure. Get that coin because soon you're going to have to make it yourself. <laughs> your soft yeah. ass will be your doom. I've said that to a guy or two. <laughs> wow. Tabby cat. My little tabby cat. I love right. that. We got to wrap it up. All right. Um, uh, so sex. we have a Patreon poll. We haven't quite worked out the kinks, but as soon as we do, it will be this week. Maybe today. Yeah, today we're going to put up a Patreon poll. Kevin is going to post it. Basically, we're trying to see people who would be our paid Patreon members. What kind of extra content do you want to receive for the pleasure of supporting us monetarily? Ugh, that took a turn. Yeah, what? not the pleasure of not the pleasure of supporting us. Like, would you it, want? You work at fucking Chick Fil A. My pleasure. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, I've okay. never been there, so I didn't get that. Oh, me neither. I heard once. I've definitely been there. I, I used to eat those waffle fries all the time, but ever since our last big donation, I haven't been. Um. Oh God, now I feel like shit. <laughs> I right. don't. Okay, so we're going to put up a poll, and it's going to be... Also, if you have suggestions on something you didn't see on there, send it. DM us, text us, whatevs. Um, our email is jk2brokegays at gmail. That will be on my Insta, and the Insta of 2 Gays and Jenna's Insta. Um, and you can also just DM us, too. Some people don't have Instagram. If you do. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Two, Two Broke, Broke Gays. Gays. We're out of here.